Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Squad Up, the podcast about games, games of all kinds. I am your host, Eduardo, and joining me on the show today, as every couple of weeks he's on here, I was going to say every week, but we haven't done it in a couple of weeks, so it'd be weird to say it every week, but whenever we do the show, he's always on here. Uh, my pal, my co-host, my best man, it's Peaches. Peaches, senor, what's up, man? Eduardo, I'm going to get a teleprompter for you. <laughs> So that you can do the intro without thinking about it every time. <laughs> How you doing? What's up, man? How's it going? Good. It's been well. Uh, you know, spent today doing pretty much nothing. Good for you. Same. It's been a whole weekend of nothing. It's been really awesome. Uh, for the folks oh. out there, they haven't actually seen us since we got back from BlizzCon. Um, so lots of stuff has been happening. Um, lots of game stuff has been happening. So let's try to run them through what we've been playing. We'll save the best for last. But uh, just to start off, how's the stream been going? What have you been playing on there? Uh, on stream? What have I been playing on stream? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows what I've been playing on stream. I've been very dedicated to Neopets. Accurate. Yeah. Lots and lots of Neopets. Uh, but if I was going to give you a fake answer, I'd say Super Mario World hacks. <laughs> uh, we are actually almost done with Invictus. If you've been following along um, in the very... I think we talked about Invictus in the last couple podcasts. We did. We did. I think I started it like, or was thinking about starting it then. Um, but if you've been following along on the stream, we are two exits away from victory. So we are pretty close to the end of Invictus. There's, I think, 22 exits total, and I've only got two to go. So the last level is a real bitch. We're going to see how long that takes. Um, but I'm really excited. I, I honestly didn't think I could even play the game. So um, Yeah, you're almost done. The fact that I've almost finished it like is really telling of how far the Kaizo stuff has come. And it's really cool when, like, if you're the kind of person out there that has like very little self-confidence, you will relate to this. It's always really cool to be able to do something that you really didn't think that you could do. Like it's almost like I'm in awe after pretty much every level. Cause I'm like, I don't know how I did that. I mean, eventually it usually takes me like an hour or so an hour or more for every level. So like, you know, after an hour, you'd be kind of good at something, but still it's just one of those things that, the more I think about it and I go back and I like watch speedruns of Invictus, I'm like, I've done most of that. That's crazy to me, you know? But stream-wise, I think things have been going really great. Um, lots of people have been coming out. It's been really cool to have people to talk to pretty much consistently while I've been playing the games. Um, and to kind of share those Invictus victories with, you know? I think it's cool. I think you know, obviously I'm the one playing it, but at least when I watch other people play Mario levels, I kind of feel like I had a part in it when I watched them have a victory. So I'm hoping that the people out there that are hanging out with me while I do it feel like they have some stake in the victory also. You know, weirdly what about enough, you, man? How your stream's going? Weirdly enough, I kind of relate to you on this. So I was streaming Darksiders a couple of weeks ago. I had started the Darksiders um, franchise. I started the first one. And then I went and I um, did some modifications to my computer. I had a new processor. I got a new motherboard and decided to do a fresh wipe of Windows. Um, I found out when I went to stream Darksiders, I think a week ago, that the carryover that I did a file is being carried over. I never actually moved. I moved my game file over, but I never moved my save file for Darksiders over. No. So I popped Darksiders open, being like, all right, time to stream. And there was no save file. 
and oh. I got really sad. And I decided, you know what? Maybe it's maybe this is a sign. Maybe I shouldn't be playing Dark Siders. Maybe I should be playing something else. And so I just happened to be like, you know what? I haven't played in a while, and then I'm kind of decent way through, and I want to finish Cuphead. So let me play Cuphead. And um, you know, interestingly enough, people seem to really enjoy one coaching you through and like sharing <laughs> victories with you when you like succeeded, like games like that that are very challenging right and so like playing cuphead people were like you can do this man you got it i was like you're right i can do this (laughs) it's cool right and then when like i finally beat them because i was uh facing i think the big robot guy and i finally beat him i was like oh shit everybody's like oh my god everybody went crazy and it was awesome um i also had some uh some really nice monstrosities guys come raid me um uh, joshica and fatty tuna both came and showed some love and it was a great time man uh stream's been going really well and here we are doing another one Dude, it's kind of crazy when you think about how, like, um, like a game like Overwatch where everybody knows that, like, nobody is really the best at Overwatch except the people that are playing in, like, Overwatch League and stuff. But, like, if you don't play Overwatch well on stream, you, there's a chance that you're going to get some people that, like, leave or they, like, flame you. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you play a game like Cuphead or Kaizo Mario or Dark Souls or something challenging and people come in, they watch you die over and over and over, and it's completely the opposite. They're like, oh, it's cool that you're dying in this game. If someone kills you in Overwatch, you're the worst player on the planet. But if some, if you die in Mario because you jump sideways into a muncher, it's okay. We're going to just keep watching. And, you know, I, I talked a little bit about this to you off stream, but I've really considered starting up the Mario games and doing the hacks because I had such, like, such a good amount of fun with Cuphead, and I'm like, why don't I just keep this train going? So we'll see what happens once I finally finish Cuphead, um, but maybe that's, where I'll, uh, maybe that's where I'll end up next. Maybe I'll follow in Gumby's suit and do the Super Quickie World and, and see how I fare by the end of that. Dude, I got to say, like, just thinking about the fact that we could have like a small army of people I know playing Kaizo hacks, like really makes me happy. Like you Gumby, me, and then the guys from the UK that we kind of like are playing the same stuff together all the time, spark and moat, like the five of us all kind of just like going down this Kaizo journey. Maybe we can get uh, gator sacks in it. Ooh. That's, that's Chris for the, for, I mean, you guys have been on the show. That's Chris gator sacks. Um, you know, maybe even Robbie will get in on this. Maybe he'll get in on Kaizo stuff. I don't know if he's as uh, sadistic. I don't think so. He's, he's probably as sadistic. I mean, he likes challenge, but he also likes convenience. But maybe because it's free. But you know what? We'll talk about why Pro- Robbie probably doesn't have time for it right now a little later because we're going we're gonna to do a little little discussion a little later. But um, is there anything else you've been playing? On stream, no. Um, I've been playing a lot of Smash, which we're going to talk a lot about, so we can just save that. Um, other than Smash, I've been playing... Before Smash, I was pretty... I wouldn't say religiously, but all of my time that wasn't on stream was pretty much going towards Let's Go Pikachu. I gotta say, dude, like, I had a roller coaster of emotion with the Let's Go games because when they were first announced and they showed off everything that was going to happen in those games, I was, like, super giddy. Like, pee my pants giddy about <laughs> Let's Go games. And then when it got close, I don't think this has ever really happened with the game because nothing changed. Like, looking at this in hindsight, nothing actually changed. But the closer we got to the release date of Let's Go, my brain was like, I don't think you really want this game, actually. Like, maybe you don't want it. Like, it's it's just a, it's going to be Pokemon Go, but with your Nintendo Switch. Like, you don't want that. And I, like, really pulled myself away from being interested in it. 
And then the day that it released and people were playing the hell out of it on Twitch, I was just like in and out of a lot of different people's streams playing the Let's Go's. And I immediately regretted my decision to not pre-order the game. So got it. Um, I am having a hell of a good time with it. It's tough now because all these games that I really care about and like intensely all came out around the same time. Like I want to play Let's Go and I want to play Smash and I want to keep playing Invictus and I want to do all of those. I still haven't even opened my PS4 that I got for Black Friday. So I haven't even started Spider-Man, which I know is like sacrilege for you. Um, like there's just so much stuff. I mean, I still have all this crap in my Steam library just sitting there collecting dust. I have Witcher 3 that I haven't played. I've got Final Fantasy 15. I've got Super Meat Boy. Like all this stuff, I, there's, there's not enough time. And everything just, it's like, you know that joke that um, I think it's Dimitri Martin has where he's like talking about drinking out of a cup and all the ice is in the cup and you tilt it and you're just like, come on, just want to, just want one of you. Just want to chew on one of you. And the ice is like, hold, hold, everyone, now. <laughs> That's what the games are. All the games right. are the ice cubes. And you're like, just just one little one little Pikachu game. No. Well, and I think about the future, and it's, like, not going to stop, right? Like, next month, Kingdom Hearts comes out. and then... nah, I don't believe that yet. <laughs> you what? I don't believe that yet. Still? <laughs> I will believe, I, I, I'm going to say this every time. I will believe that Kingdom Hearts 3 exists and has a, a soon-ish release date when I have a copy of it in my hand and it's not just like Kingdom Hearts 2.999999999 and then I put the disc in and it's just Kingdom Hearts 2 again. What comes out in February? I think Anthem comes out in February, which I know some people are really excited for. Um coincidentally i actually got the chance to play earlier today in the anthem closed alpha so that was pretty cool um my plan was to talk about it on the show but then i just realized that uh i signed a non-disclosure agreement so i can't actually talk about it <laughs> well done <laughs> um i, I think i can talk about it. What, what i said everybody just needs to know that he played it I played it. I can talk very generally about it and say I had a good time playing it, but I don't think I can say too much more than that. Um, maybe when the uh, open beta comes out, we can talk a little bit more about it, and maybe they'll have made some changes there, and we can talk about some of the changes between the alpha and the beta. But I enjoyed it. It was a fun time, but I was also happy afterwards to get back to some Smash. Um, and for the bulk of what you and I have been doing, especially the past couple days... It has been Smash. We have been playing Smash. I know I have been playing Smash nonstop. Even my wife has been playing Smash with me. Like, Smash has just taken over. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. She has Super been playing Smash Super Brothers Smash Ultimate. She hasn't been smashing with Eduardo. I mean, I don't know if they've been doing that. But she has been playing the video game titled <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, just for super clarification. Just so everybody knows, yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I don't think I've ever, and I, I said this to you, and I guess it sounded kind of weird, but I don't think I've ever connected with a Smash Brothers game like I have with this one. Um, yeah, I didn't know what you meant when you said yeah, that. I played 64, <laughs> my buddy had it, I would go over his house, we played together, and it'd be like a fun social thing. I played Melee once again socially when I was at friend's house, but I never really got into it. Um, I didn't play Brawl. I got f um, four on the DS and played it a little bit. Once again, was not my thing. And then I don't know what it is about this one, but I have been hooked since it came out. 
yeah. think it's just I think it has to do with first off how much there is. There are so many rewards. There's so much to do at any one given time, and there's just there's just the amount of I don't give a fuck from Nintendo that I just find so endearing. Right, like <laughs> just this like. Can they you don't care. They're that? like, this is what we're doing. You guys are going to like it because we're Nintendo and I don't care what you think. You need to explain that, though. What do you mean when you say that? Uh, in so many different ways, right? So f- first off, ca- characters, right? They don't care what character you want. They didn't care that you wanted Ridley. They did Ridley because they wanted Ridley. That's just like they don't care that you don't like Piranha Plant because they're going to put Piranha Plant in the game because they're Nintendo and they're <laughs> going to put what they want into the game. Um, same thing like with the anyway. online mode, right? Like... Online isn't important to them. They don't care. They're like, I know you guys want an online mode. We don't really care. Like, I know you want a competitive online mode, but yeah, we don't really care about it, so we're not going to do it. You can play the game or you're not going to play the game. And it's just this, like, carefree that I find so endearing, especially after, like, nowadays where companies have to, like, walk on eggshells around the video game community because they, like, one misstep and everybody freaks out. But, like, people can flame Nintendo all day, and Nintendo is still going to be alive and well and be Nintendo because they're Nintendo. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like, you know what's funny is, like, I think a lot of people that crap on Piranha Plan, it's not like they're not going to purchase the DLC and play him. Like, they're not going to oh, leave he's free. him alone. He's free. Like, well, he's free, but, like, what I, I guess what I mean is on the broader spectrum of things. Sure. Like, the other characters that are DLC, everybody that's invested in Smash is going to buy the Battle Pass that has all of the DLC with it. So, like, well, you just, you're not going to play a character just because it's not the thing that you wanted? You're going to play Piranha Plant. You're going to play Joker. You're going to play whoever the hell it is. They could put a stick. They could put Pseudo Wudo in the game and people <laughs> play as him. People would. <laughs> um, it's just a ton of fun. They could um, put a Voltorb in the game and people would play as Voltorb. I just want to say on the podcast right now that my wife, Bailey, having played Smash for a little over two days... Um, beat two of our good friends who are both Smash enthusiasts. Not once, but twice in a row. Twice in a row. So, See, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know how serious to take that until you told me that it happened twice. Because I was like, well, maybe she beat them the first time because they were focusing on killing each other, and she was just in the shadows, like being a little sneak. But twice in a twice in a row, I mean. After they beat her, or she beat them the first time, they had to have gone after her, right? And we're not talking, they were playing, like, meme characters. Robbie was playing Samus, Chris was playing Mario. They were, like, tryharding. And she beat their tryhard to the point where they switched after the first game to, like, Bowser and Link, I believe. Wait, 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 wait. Chris was playing Bowser? Right. And Bailey won? Yes. Oh, dude, Chris whoops my ass with Bowser. Chris is so good at Bowser, but no, yeah, she won, dude. I'm so, so happy for her. Um, How much did you pay them? The what? How much did you pay them? Too much money, let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, Who, are there any new characters or characters that you didn't play before that you've gravitated towards, or or have you been like... Because I know you've been playing a lot of World of Light and like doing stuff like that, so have you been playing... um, any new characters? Have you been sticking to your your main man, Lucas? <laughs> Love how you replaced your green screen with the green screen. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it looks like a green screen, but this is actually a background of a green screen. It's really high tech stuff. Um, <laughs> no, um, so I, the the way that I've been playing the game, there are a lot of people, and I'm not like gonna crap on the way that people 
play the game, like play the game however you want to. But there are a lot of people that are like really gung ho about telling other people to like, um, hey, use this trick to get everybody unlocked really quickly and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like young peaches would have done that in a heartbeat. Like I don't, this is super weird, but when I played melee as a kid, what I would do is I would unlock everybody and then I would erase my file and then I'd unlock everybody again. And then I'd erase, but like, that was the game for me. Wasn't like actually playing super smash bros or the story mode of like the classic or the adventure mode. It was unlocking everything and then doing it again. So like young peaches would have been all over that. Now I'm like, this game has just days of content in it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, just rush through everything just to get the characters because they'll they'll show up naturally. You know what I mean. So what I've been doing is I've been playing World of Light, which is the adventure mode. It doesn't outright say World of Light on the screen, just in case anybody is wondering what the hell that is. Because um, I looked around for it for a long time before I was like, I'm just gonna click adventure mode and hopefully <laughs> this is World of Light. Um, so I'll play that for about 10 to 12 minutes at a time. And then I will back out of adventure mode and I'll get challenged by somebody. Cause I guess the thing is every 10 minutes, as long as you've been playing the game, as long as you've like gotten in one fight with somebody every 10 minutes or something, somebody will challenge you. So I'll enjoy the story mode. I'll back out. I'll fight a new challenger. So I'm slowly amassing everybody um, to answer the question. I've been playing with Kirby a lot because in story mode, you start as Kirby um, and then you slowly unlock people in that mode from there. Um, And I just kind of got used to him from the first few fights. Mm -hmm. Um, I just unlocked my boy Lucas. So I switched to him recently, but I haven't really been playing with anybody new in the story mode because I've just been wrecking everybody with Lucas. It's really fun. Um, I played a couple of the new characters in the training mode, though, and I think I will like K. Rule. K. Rule is like the sleeper hit that I didn't know I was going to enjoy as much as K. He is so much fun, and he's like really good. Um, He's also, in my opinion, pretty easy to pick up and play, like um, compared to some other ones who I'll talk about in a sec. he seemed really easy to me to just pick up and just start having a lot of fun. In fact, the first time I beat Robbie and Chris, who were playing Bowser and Link, I won with um, K. Rule. You know who I didn't win with and who is not the easiest for one specific reason? Incineroar. Oh, no. You were so his, excited about Incineroar, dude. He's so much fun to play, but his he has awful recovery because his up B is a rocket up and then a rocket diagonally in one direction to the side down. It's okay. Like, up and then down to the side. So it's kind of so, like it's kind of like Pikachu's recovery, but it's not. Yeah, I think Pikachu has better recovery. Honestly, he has some pretty rough recovery, but he is a ton of fun to play. Um, and um, people seem to be like really, really good with him. So it looks like the skill cap is just really high. So you have to like practice him a lot. And I'm still just practicing, you know, how to press block. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. Like, I, I, I've I, never cared about using my shield. I know that that's, like, revealing how amateur I actually am at Super Smash Bros. But, like, I've never really cared about using the shield. Like, I'll dodge roll from time to time. But, like, if you can use the shield effectively, you basically get giant windows of opportunity to attack. Yeah. And, like, I'm just not used to it because I've never played that way. But, like, as, as an adult, I'm like, why have I not used this? I think... You know? what I find most challenging is doing neutral attacks. Like I'm just, 
constantly used to pressing a direction somewhere. So yeah. like doing any anything neutral and just leaving the directional input alone is like it's like jarring for me. You um, have everybody then, if you have no, Incineroar. I think I still have like I think it's like twenty more to go. Okay, and I've been playing so what's, a lot. <laughs> so what is what is your tactic then for getting them? What what like are you doing the get them as quick as possible? Like how are you handling all that? I am doing similar to you. I do World of Light, and then after a while, I get kind of bored. Of, not bored of World of Light, but I'll be like, I kind of want to do something else, and so I'll go do like um, classic because I've been really enjoying the classics. Because the classic modes are curated for each character. Um, so, for example, I said this in our chat the other day, but um, Ryu's classic mode is flat stage um, Ryu, and then another fighter, and then it's HP battles. Um, That's so really it's basically cool, man. just Street Fighter. That's super cool. Do you get yeah. to beat up a car? <laughs> No, I wish you did. Uh, <laughs> I wish you did. Um, and um, Robbie was telling me that the one of the end bosses, which is... Oh, I forgot the name. Arathalos, which is a, a monster from Monster Hunter. They are these two items that are like... They're the only two items that spawn during that boss fight. And it's like an homage to Monster Hunter because those are the items that you use to tame the monster in Monster Hunter. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. big for Robbie. Robbie loves that, dude. Right. So yeah. there's just a lot of, like, really small things in there for each character. And also, anytime you do classic mode, once you get to the end, a new challenger appears. Every time. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you wanted to, like, do it a little quicker, just go through classic mode. Um, and every time you finish classic mode, there'll be another fighter. Well, to be fair, I um, turns out that I'm way worse than I used to be. Uh, <laughs> I found, like, with, with Smash 4 and even with Brawl, like, I could pretty much do a solid job with any character. At least versus CPU um, and against certain people in, like, you know, a versus match. Right. But I'm finding that I am not as quick as I used to be in with Smash controls. I think part of it is because I had this thing in my head this time where I was like, you know what? Since Melee, I have always said, screw this regular controller. I'm using the GameCube controller because I am used to the GameCube controller from Melee. And, you know, that's three games plus Melee, or I'm sorry, three games total in a row where I've only used a GameCube controller, and it basically, like, I could still use one now, but that you're kind of creating a crutch for yourself by not learning these new controller schemes. And so I decided this time, screw it, I'm just going to use my Joy-Cons. The Joy-Cons are not hard to use, but it's not a GameCube controller, so it feels really weird to use, and I'm, like, finding that I'm struggling remembering where to put my thumbs and stuff because I'm expecting... A to be a giant button right in the middle and B to be, you know, diagonal left of that. And it's, that's not how it is. So it's super weird, but I got, um, I, I want to say at this point, I've lost to like three or four of the different people that have challenged me. I lost to Bowser, um, pretty brutally Bowser freaking kicked my ass, dude. Luckily I unlocked him in world of light. So I didn't have to fight him. <laughs> again. Um, and uh, who else kicked my ass? DDD has kicked my ass twice, and I have to go back and fight him again. I don't know what it is, dude. Like, he just... If he gets you in the air, he does not let you come back down. He is brutal. Uh, who else did I lose to? I lost to Zero Suit Samus. She was jumping all over the place. I couldn't, like, get a bead on her. She just kept moving. Um, and I lost to one more, too. I'm trash, dude. I lost to... I lost to Roy. <laughs> I lost, I to, lost to Luigi repeatedly. Luigi really? just kept 
whooping my ass just over and over and over again. Uh, he's getting revenge, dude. Yeah. The, the forgotten brother wants you to die. Yeah, dude, he's pissed. He's <laughs> pissed. He was. I think he was the hardest one of, of anybody that I've had to um that I've had to unlock. So, do you want to talk about? I don't know if you do. This is I'm literally asking you. Do you want to talk about the online mode at all? Because I still haven't jumped into any online play. Um, we can talk about I, it a little bit. I'm more curious about doing, you know, the exploration of the adventure mode and like just sure. the game itself and and the spirits and all that all that shit. So, what is, what's the online experience like? Um, it, it depends on what you're looking for, right? So if you're looking for a competitive online experience it's probably not going to be what you want. It's going to be probably a disappointment, right? Because it's not, um, the online system isn't, what people want is they want 1v1, no items, like like hardcore competitive, um, but you can't. 1v1 me mid, bro. <laughs> Basically, right? <laughs> um, they want that experience, but that's not like how it's set up. It's set up for you to like put in a preference and then whoever gets chosen as the host, it's their preference of what the game type is. Um, you, there's also like a second effort. one where it's like um, an arena and you can go in um, and you can select people's arenas and then depending on what the rules of their arena is or their room, it's basically just rooms, whatever the um, the preset to the room is, that's what you'll have to adhere to. Um, so you can okay. look for 1v1s in that room as well. Um, I also think, I, you know what, I just don't know because... It's perfect for me because I'm not looking for a competitive Smash experience, but I can understand why somebody who is looking for a super competitive to be competitive in Smash would be a little disappointed, especially with how um, online games have gone recently, right? Like where online games are today as far as like, as far as the way online works and sort of how behind the times Nintendo is. Like, I get it. You want a ranked experience. You want it to be similar to other games, but like I said before... I don't think Nintendo really cares, and I don't think... I honestly don't think they'll budge about it. I don't think... Because they've said before that they don't want Smash to be this hyper-competitive thing. They want it to be like a party game for like a bunch of friends to get together and just have a fun time. And when we did that, like when I was playing online with Robbie and Chris, it was the funnest time, and we were laughing at all the crazy things. Like at one point, I played K. Rule, and um, I reflected... Um, he got the Bowser Final Smash, and I reflected the Final Smash. Is that what his so down dope. B is? Yeah. Okay, because I was in training mode with him, and I was using it, and I was like, okay, <laughs> now what? Yeah, it's a reflect, but it's only reflect facing him. Okay. So yeah. we can't do, unlike the, like, um, the Fire Emblem Fighters, so it's um, like a he fox only gets shield. it from the front. It's like a fox reflector, but just for the front. Correct. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Right. I had a feeling it was something like that based on, like, the animation and, then like, his stomach, I guess, kind of, like, had this glow about it when he yep. slapped it, but I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, I... It's funny, like, they... They're not, like, cocky about it or anything, but Nintendo kind of can get away with that, like you said. They're like, yep. what, people are not, not going to buy this product? Oh, okay, yeah, don't buy Smash. Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah, buy one of the other Smash, Smash games if you don't out there. Fix online, like okay, you're gonna buy Smash. Right, right. It's like, a guarantee. Think, people have tried to make competitors with Smash, but it never works, right? Yeah. They remember PlayStation All Stars? There's that one brawl out game. Um, the the competitors exist, but they're just we don't. It's and not honest, Smash, man. Honestly, like people are gonna find a way to make whatever whatever the situation is. They're gonna find a way to make it work. You know what I mean? Like life. Uh, 
finds a way. <laughs> right. Like, um, they're going to find a way to to make the online what they'd like of it. And I think it's super early. I, I've seen people already kind of complaining about certain characters and the modes and like, guys, this came out two days ago. Right. Like you got to give it some time and figure, let, let everybody figure everything out. You know, of course the characters that you have never seen before are going to be OP because you don't know what their move set is. Like you have to learn how to, how to play against them. Right. You know? So I don't know. I, I also, think- it's like, it's smash, right? Like I don't, I think that's one of the things that I love about smash is that, I don't think there is any character, especially specifically in the way that I play and with the group of people that I play with, because I'm not going to tournaments, you know, trying to be ultra competitive. I could play anyone and I'll still have a good time and I'll still be successful. Yeah. And I think for 95% of the player base, that'll be the case, right? Like I think for the the 5% hyper competitive, those things sort of matter, but for most everyone else, who cares? Play who you want to play and have fun. Right. Dude, I have a good story from uh, when the last Smash came out. Skater Gumby just got whooped by Ryu. (laughs) That feels bad, man. No. um, So when the the last one came out, Robbie and Chris and I and a bunch of other people, Shaw, um, all, you know, we bought it for our 3DSs because it came out slightly earlier for the 3DS. So we were all playing it at lunch. And I was playing, I don't remember if I was playing against Robbie or if I was playing against Chris. It was one of the two. But I was playing as Zelda, who is like one of my favorite characters. And that's the guy with the green hat, right? Yeah, definitely that one. (laughs) That one. Um, And one of the assist trophies in the last game, I don't know if it's in this one, I haven't seen all of them yet, is Pong, right? The giant Pong paddles came onto the board and they were like playing back and forth. If you got hit by the ball, it did a ton of damage to you. And both of us were fighting like really hard. Like we were very high percent. Either of us could have died at any moment. This pong ball is bouncing all over the screen. And I did Zelda's neutral B, which is that diamond that like encases around her and reflects things. And I reflected the pong ball right into whoever it was that I was playing and KO'd the shit out of them. And that's how I won. And I like, (laughs) we couldn't believe that happened. I think whichever one of those two it is probably has that replay saved. I believe it. It was a good death. I believe it. It was an honorable death. Um, yeah, dude, I'm psyched. I think um, Smash is a, is a fun time, and I'm, I enjoy how many people are psyched on it right now and how many people have it and how many people... I've been preaching about this for a while, but I just want to play games with friends, and if we're all going to just play Smash, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know what? I think um, I think everybody's probably got their predictions for who the other four of the DLC that they're going to eventually release are going to be do you have any that we haven't really talked a ton about that you're really hoping for well i can tell you who i'm really hoping for but you know what i also want to hear i want to hear who you think because like piranha plant is a good example of somebody who like nintendo can put in the game but you really wouldn't think they would ever do it right who do you think is a is a character like that that nintendo would put in but no one like either wants or would ever think to want we talked about this in the group chat, and I want the world to know this. So if you listen to this podcast, just know that this is what goes through my brain. We were talking about what is the weirdest possible character you could put in Smash Bros. And my mind went to Reggie. <laughs> like a cartoonized version of Reggie in like his suit and everything. <laughs> like the suit coat. I don't know what his moveset would be. 
but it would be hilarious to see him. He wouldn't even be a me fighter. It wouldn't be like a me fighter dressed as Reggie. It would be Reggie. Well, I've started to think about like what Kingdom Hearts is, and I've, it's become less Nintendo like Smash Up, like a Nintendo like Smash Up of characters, and it's more just Japan the game. You know, it's like <laughs> these are all Japanese studios. They're all Japanese characters. Like that is all of Super Smash Brothers. So think about another Japanese company that could probably, probably in there, right? Or one that they already have a relationship with. The one that comes to mind to me is Square Enix, who they already have a relationship with because the cloud's in the game. So what is another game that's coming out relatively soon, supposedly, that um, could probably end up in Smash? I think I mean, Sora from Kingdom Hearts has a decent chance of being a Smash. I mean, he already has a huge set of moves from his own game right that they could bring in they could make him kind of like robin where he's both like a magic user and a, a sword wielder um they could make him what if they made him a uh, like a pokemon trainer style character and you cycled through sora donald and goofy <laughs> that'd be kind of cool uh i think they'd probably save donald and goofy for like uh for like a final smash or something yeah like, probably that makes this sense is like a trinity this is how the final smash would work for Sora. He'd summon in Donald and Goofy. Goofy would come in with his like shield tornado thing and actually do damage. And then Donald would be on the side trying to heal you, but you'd notice that his magic bar was completely out because he'd been <laughs> casting fireball on on a fucking fire hydrant for 45 minutes. You're like, well, guess I'm not getting healed. <laughs> Thanks for the help, Goofy. <laughs> um yeah, I think Sora has. I mean, I think it has like a he has a decent chance. We all know that deep down in my heart, the only person I want to see in Smash that probably won't go, but I want to see him anyway. Waluigi. Yeah, I, I really want him in there. I know he won't, but I think he could be so ridiculous. Like he could be so like he is the most Smash character of any Smash character, right? Like. Like, he just doesn't take himself seriously at all, and he could be goofy and crazy. He could have, like, a rose in his mouth and, like, have, like, a tennis racket and, like, oh, my God. Oh, banjo. I think I think you, though, the thing is, and I just want to say this in your defense for anybody that might listen to this and go, of course he's going to say Waluigi. The internet wants Waluigi. I think, like, Eduardo sincerely does want Waluigi. Like, I really do. Meme or not, like, he wants Waluigi. When I um when we booted up Smash, Bailey was like, "Where's Waluigi? Why aren't you playing Waluigi?" And I was like, "Well, he's not in the game." She's like, "But you play Waluigi in everything." And I was like, "I know I do, but he's just not in the game." Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's been to like almost all of Mario's parties. He's been invited to almost all of Mario's sporting events. Correct. Why is he not allowed to fight with everybody? Why not? Why except not? for in an assist trophy? Why is he just an assistant? I could even take him as like an echo fighter, but of someone who he's not related to at all. Like just like a ridiculous, like what if he was like little max echo fighter? Oh my God. I can just imagine that would be when he does the like KO punch instead of the bell ringing, he goes, wah. <laughs> or he could be one of those clone fighters like that are in other um, fighting games where the fighting, the fighter, like whenever the, the fight starts, he's just a clone of one of the other characters. Oh, like, um, Oh, what's his name from? I don't remember his name from uh, the Soul Calibur series with the guy that's like a giant bird, and he basically yes. just picks a random fighting style at the beginning exactly. of every match. That's who he is. That should be Waluigi. That would be kind of cool. He just is like, 
does a crappy version of mimicking everybody else. <laughs> like he doesn't know how to throw fireballs, so he just LARPs. Like he's throwing like sand packets at people and <laughs> fireball. That was a stupid Waluigi impression, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, I get it. I get it. Um, I think uh, Phil Kidd in the chat, Mr. Robert, is here, and he's correct. I think Banjo is the other one that people are, like, clamoring for, like, if they want to see another character. Now, here's the thing is that Banjo is not—he's Microsoft owns him, right, still? I assume, right? I don't know. Um, I believe Microsoft owns him, um, and that is not a Japanese company, clearly. Um, It's not saying that they couldn't do that. My wife is making a lot of noise right now because she thinks she's funny. <laughs> Give Waluigi a sword and make him a Fire Emblem Echo just to trigger me. God, <laughs> that would piss me off. We don't need any more Fire Emblem characters, Nintendo. I know you don't care, but we don't need any more. We've got um, enough. Unless you're going to put somebody like Hector in the game who uses an axe. Like, put good. somebody in that doesn't use a sword, please. Anyway, go on. No, I no, I agree. Uh, Microsoft does own Banjo. And so I think that would be the toughest one to work out. But if anybody can do it, Nintendo can. I think specifically, like, Microsoft is at a point right now where I think the exposure would be good, especially if they're planning, like, a Banjo remaster. What would be the best case scenario if they were? If they were planning a Banjo remaster, one, put it on the Switch because everybody would buy it. Two, um, let them use Smash as publicity. Let them use it as, you know as advertisement like put them on smash early get people hyped and then be like by the way here's manjo one and two remastered yeah i think i think honestly and i I don't know how much if at all nintendo has done this but smash is like a really good platform for free advertisement for the most part like you put a character that you that you want other people to start recognizing or people that will have a ton of nostalgia because they've seen that character like just imagine you put somebody like Banjo in and all these people that have long forgotten about it or have wanted something Banjo for so long see this character, then they're like, yo, I remember this shit. I want more of this. And then you've created demand for something. And then as a studio, you're like, yo, people are asking about this thing again. Yep. We could we could remaster this. This is easy to remaster. We've got all the characters already. We've got the old game. People would go cr- like ape shit over it. Like they're People went apeshit over the Spyro remaster trilogy, and that's almost the exact same three games if they just look pretty. Like, Phil Kidd would be lining up at GameStop right now. Well, he probably wouldn't pick GameStop unless he had to. But he'd be lining up at a store to buy a remaster of Banjo exactly the way it was, just prettier, Right. if it was available. And I think a lot of other people would, too. So, I don't know. I think... I don't know if they're going to go the route with the the five four now that we know one of them right. uh, DLC characters of well and should they, we they help advertise said, for a game or I don't know if they've said this they've said five DLC packs they didn't say five DLC characters I could oh. imagine one of those would be like a character in an Echo Fighter so I still think there's hope for some of the Echo Fighters out there like people really want Shadow. Um, I know people are really clamoring to have Shadow to go along with Sonic. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, Is he still an assist trophy? I haven't seen him. Okay. I know Pong was, like we were talking about earlier. I had Pong the other day. But I haven't seen him as an assist trophy yet. I believe he is. Okay. Um, he was in um, Brawl and 4. Right. Because he used the chaos control and he like slowed down time and shit. So um, People really want to see him. Um, and you've already talked about it. So let's move on to our next segment. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world of gaming. Um and then we'll talk about what happened at the Game Awards. Ooh. 
Nope, now it's just not gonna work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bum 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 bum. Wow! <laughs> <coughs> Waluigi time. Waluigi time. There we yeah, go. <laughs> Waluigi time. <laughs> it only took ten times. Um, so the Game Awards happened, and Nintendo dropped a bombshell on everyone. Joker from Persona Five is gonna be in Smash, which is another one of those I didn't expect at all. And um, a buddy of ours, uh, he's been on the show before, Lewis, is really, really excited for it. Um, he has told me only fantastic things about um, Persona 5. And it almost won Game of the Year last year. Like, it was a really big game, and people really enjoyed it. So now I really want to play it. Um, but he's going to be the next character in Smash. And it just goes to show how much Nintendo cares and doesn't care all at the same time. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like, they're like, some people kind of want Joker. A lot of people really want all these other characters. What do we want? We want Joker. So we're going to put Joker in the game. <laughs> I don't really know anything about it. I've never played any of the Persona games. Um, <clears throat> I don't... I'm, I'm in the, the group of people where, like, I don't really care who you introduce to the Smash series because at the end of the day, like, if my fighting style doesn't connect with the way I have to play that character to be successful with them, I'm not going to play them anyway, even if it's like my favorite video game character of all time. Like I love cloud cause I love final fantasy seven. Final fantasy seven is in my top five favorite games of all time, but I don't play him very often because I'm not good with him. Like that style of character isn't what I gravitate towards anymore. So you can put whoever you want in if you don't give them something that matches with me. And I know other people aren't like that. Like, like Robbie specifically said that he, when Mega Man was in the last game, he's like, I don't care if he's awful. I'm learning how to play him. Sure. You know, and I think Chris was the same way. Um, so I don't know anything about Joker. He could be really cool. I looked him up because I wanted to know at least what he looked like. He does look pretty cool. He's got these little like daggers and red gloves and red shoes and like super black everywhere else. Just wearing like black everything. He's in like a tuxedo. I think, yeah. In some, in some instances he is. I've seen this one where he's in like a, like a punk rock t-shirt with like beats by Dre headphones around his neck and like plaid pants. Like he could have some cool outfits, I think, but uh, I'm excited to see like literally anything about him. Well, and think about, like, I just started thinking about all of the games that we never thought would come to Nintendo that are on Nintendo now, like Doom and Skyrim and all of these games that Nintendo technically have a partnership with. Like, the door is wide open for them to put anyone in the game. Oh, yeah. They always could have. They just, you know, needed permission. Well, sure, exactly. But I think they have more of a... There's more of a bridge there than there ever was because the Switch is so... I don't want to call it... It's not open source, but it is so much more open to third parties than any other Nintendo console has been. I think the last one that's been so forward was the, the 64. And since then, they've sort of really tightened who they've allowed to be on their platforms. But with the Switch, they've kind of decided to be like, you know what? Put everything on the Switch. I don't care. Is it is it toast bread? Put it on the Switch. <laughs> There's toast on the Switch? Uh, I'm sure there is. That's awesome. Mario or somewhere. Gumby also loves Persona 5. He's talked to me about it before. He, ha like, he has it on his PlayStation. He's like, dude, come over and play it whatever you want. Like, one day I will play it. I want to. I think it's probably a great game if Gumby and Lewis say it's a great game. Like, right. A lot of my RPG interests align with those two also. So Baron of Hell for Smash. I don't know who that is. Same. I'm going to look that up because I have the internet. 
Is he from uh, Castlevania? Baron of Hell from Doom 20... Yeah, from Doom. Oh, oh from he's Doom. scary. He looks like Hellboy. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah, put him in Smash. Yeah, I like that. I think I can hear my wife playing Smash in the other room. What? You're doing a podcast. Who could she be possibly be smashing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's no, I don't know. Daddy. I don't okay. know who... I don't know who else would fit the mold, but I have faith that they're going to be fine characters. They're going to fit right in with the rest. Oh, they're going to be great. They're going to yeah, be like, great. You can think about, like, there's such a wide range of characters that, like, you wouldn't think make sense, but they do. Like, Robbie's joking. I don't know how much he's joking right now about Baron of Doom or Baron of Hell, uh, but, like, Bayonetta's in the game. Right. Have you played Bayonetta? It's, like, demons and weird, like, like anime girl graphic like you know what i'm talking about yeah and like snake <laughs> is in the game like these are characters that like you would never think in a million years would make it in and then you've got pac-man who most of his games he's a 2d pie chart <laughs> with, with a chunk missing from the mouth like yeah pong paddle for smash right so <laughs> they can do anything yeah i agree yeah we do need to play doom i've i saw the most recent doom game uh played on Chumblago's stream and it looks really fun and it's I like it. i just haven't had the time to go through it dude it's like really visceral like there Correct. are there are like parts where like you melee an enemy if they're at a certain amount of health and it's like an animated attack instead of just punching him and the character will like rip off the enemy's arm and beat the shit out of them and then push them down <laughs> like kind of kills like that they're super weird that, that's a weird segue but no no yeah. sort of along the same lines i um i played well, I was playing Smash, and I got um, inspired to watch the Castlevania series on Netflix. It's like a Castlevania anime series. And do you want to talk about gruesome? Yeah? Oh, my God. It is probably one of, if not the most gruesome show I've ever seen. Did you watch it Daredevil is, Season 2? I did. This is, like, egregiously gruesome. Oh. I'm talking, like, I'm seeing, at one point... A bunch of demons attack the city, and it's the day after, and they are cleaning the city up, and there are guys taking down intestines that are hung up on the top of their house. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, I like didn't re- like it didn't register at first what they were taking down. I was like, "What is that? Are those intestines? Are those entrails that they're currently taking down from their house right now?" And a character, two characters from that universe are in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Which this is even farther off topic, but there's rumors that those that in that style they're going to make a Diablo series, and I would totally watch that. Could be cool, but allow us to move on to our next point. God of War. We talked about the Game of Wars, and we talked about all the th- stuff happening <laughs> happening over at God of War. Um, there's baby eating carnage in it. Oh my god. Um, god of War wins Game of the Year over a few others. Um, Red Dead. Spider-Man, Celeste, just to name a few of the other games that were nominated. Um, But in my opinion, and I've played not enough of Red Dead to make a a real strong argument for it, but I'm going to make the argument anyway. I think God of War is a cut above just games in general. I I think what God of War did was so special because it... It did all of these things so, so well and told this wonderfully crafted narrative 
not through giant cutscenes, even though it did have, you know, large moments. The the moments that were most impactful, in my opinion, um, in God of War were the small ones where you're just walking and they're the the Kratos is interacting with um I forgot his son's name. Atreus. Atreus, right. Boy, Boy. Atreus <laughs> Um is interacting with Atreus or where they're sitting in the boat with the, the giant head guy, Mimir. Um, yeah. where they're sitting in the boat with Mimir and he's just telling them stories of the old days and like it's all of those little bits of information that really just sort of flesh out this world and not to mention it is the most you would say that Uncharted is the most cinematic experience and I would agree with you on some points but I think what God of War does is it, it molds those two right like it it's not just like a walking simulator that sometimes Uncharted can be it is it, it's more than that right it's this it's this thing that you you constantly feel active in. But I don't know. You play God of War as well. Um, I don't know if you're as enthralled with it as I was, but I I oh, can't I be happier it. that it won Game of War. Game I of loved War. it. And to just to just throw all the nominees out there so everybody knows what it, what it was truly up against, the full list is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, obviously God of War, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, yep. and Red Dead Redemption 2. So I have to say that, like, to be completely fair, of all those games, I only played God of War. So I, with that, I will say I, I didn't really need to see what the other games were to know that that was a very, very good choice. I don't, I don't really know what I was trying to say there, but it was a good choice. It was a great game. I agree with you that most of the, the meaningful interactions were the ones that you didn't expect. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there were cutscenes from time to time. But it's super refreshing to see a game where, like, all you're doing is traveling from one place to the other, and there's dialogue, and the dialogue can get interrupted, and it's not like you're button mashing through a game. Like, they'll be talking about something, and you'll arrive at a place where there's also dialogue, and they'll be like, hold on a second, we'll get back to this story later. And then they jump into the dialogue. It doesn't just cut itself off, and I think that that was really well done there's not really that many games where that sort of interaction happens. And if you're going to take a game and kind of try to relate to it in a, you know, if I were in this actual situation, what would I do? Most games that are like adventure and RPG, if you and I were traveling together in a boat, we're not just going to sit there in silence the whole time until we get to our destination and then have a a conversation there. Like we're going to talk. So I think that that made the game feel more relatable. Um, And I think, you know, that list that list of games wasn't like an easy competition for God of War by any means, nope. but I think it was well-deserved. I've seen a lot of Celeste play. I think Celeste is an amazing game, but I don't think it would win game of the year because honestly, it's a very difficult game. So it's going to have people that are really good at video games, loving it. And people that might not be so great at games would struggle a lot with Celeste. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to play Spider-Man yet, so I don't really know why it wouldn't be better than God of War. I feel uh, really bad for Spider-Man because any other year I would put Spider-Man as my game of the year, but yeah. not the year God of War came out. Yeah, and that's just so tough because Spider-Man is so great, but it, I don't think it's as great as God of War. Yeah, but Spider-Man well, is still just I'll amazing. I'll find out soon. I'll find out soon. It's spectacular. Um, I think Red Dead Redemption Two came out like so late in the year like both red dead and assassin's creed odyssey came out so late in the year that 
you kind of have like rose colored glasses for both of those. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this makes sense the way that I'm thinking about, but if you think about like this, like Red Dead Redemption comes out basically right before the game awards happen. And everybody has a pretty positive reaction to Red Dead Redemption 2. So it's kind of like at the moment, it's the the greatest and best thing that happened. So it's fresh in your mind that it's such an amazing game. But you have to go back and really think like, okay, right now I'm feeling that Red Dead Redemption 2 was amazing. How did I feel when God of War came out? Right. And it's hard to like, you know, that's kind of why I said through Rose Colored Glasses is because right now in this moment, you might think that Red Dead 2 is the best game that you've ever played. But how did you feel when all these other ones came out? And Monster Hunter World, I can't really say anything about. I'm sure Robbie has a lot to say about it. I don't know if he thinks that it would be game of the year worthy. Um, but that's just not my style of game anymore. I so. think it just it just proves that it's becoming more and more subjective because the, the games that we talk about, specifically those three, like I think you could put, lump together Spider-Man, God of War, and Red Dead, but Celeste and Monster Hunter are two completely different kinds of games. And I think it's just showing more and more that games are going in so many different directions nowadays. And an award like Game of the Year is so like... What does that even mean, right? Like, yeah. it's like the Oscar, like the the um, best motion picture, right? Like, there are so many different motion pictures. Like, you have the Oscar type movie that always ends up winning, and that's sort of like the game that kind of wins here. But you have all these other sort of great games um, that that are great in their own right for certain fan bases. Like, I'm sure if Robbie ever got the chance to play Monster Hunter World. Um, he would, I'm sure, be you know campaigning for it to win, um, but that's just not sort of where we are right now as as a community, right? Like um, maybe one day um, the, the categories will make a little more sense because right now the categories don't really make a ton of sense. Also, I don't know if you know, but um, Red Dead ended up winning like I think four or five different awards that night. Oh, it won a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The so, only thing it didn't win was Game of the Year. Right. Like it, it won a lot. And I think, you know, I, again, I haven't played that game. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, but I kind of, you know, sometimes I get concerned with award ceremonies and stuff like that when the freshest thing that is really well made and popular comes out right before that award ceremony. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to have, if, if it, especially if it's something where like you and I can go and freely vote on this topic. Yeah. Like if I just played Red Dead and it's fresh in my in my mind, I'm gonna be like, this is the best thing I've ever played. I'm gonna vote for it everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. I and I, I don't want to say that everybody has that kind of mindset because that's really rude of me to like put people in that bucket. But I I don't think that I'm very far off in thinking that that even subconsciously is something that might be going through people's head. So, you know, I don't. The Game Awards is such a weird concept because some of these uh, categories didn't make a ton of sense, like why games were in certain categories and why they weren't in others, like action game versus action adventure game, and like some of the games were in one, but some of the games weren't in the other, even though it would make sense for them to be in both, but who knows? This is all arbitrary anyway, and I just want to say that we currently have an embarrassment of riches, and we live in a time where there are just so many good games right now that who cares which one's the best because there are a hundred fantastic ones to play, you know? Were you watching the game, the the awards at all? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was in Lady Rebellion's stream, who was streaming the game awards, and she was making predictions on who was going to win. And every time that she got it wrong, she would take a shot. 
Um, and we were watching when they were talking about, did you see the trailer um, that they played after they announced who the nominees were going to be for the best sports game? Yeah, the Mortal Kombat one? <laughs> They're like, best sports game. And then the Mortal Kombat trailer comes on and Raiden <laughs> and Scorpion are fighting. And like, Scorpion gets brutally mutilated and then another version of Scorpion comes out and just lobs the head off of Raiden. And we're like... Yeah, so best sports game goes to. <laughs> like, was that a yeah, mistake? What sense. happened? Yeah, it didn't make any sense at all. Totally weird. It was funny though. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I have too much else to say about it. We're just having a good time watching it. Some games looked really good. Um, like Journey Remaster. Journey Remaster looks good. You know, it looked really good, Hades. and that'll actually segue to our next point. Hades, which is um, by Supergiant Games, those are the people that made Bastion, and. Um, Transistor, and they're coming out with a new game. It's an early access, and it is only available on the Epic Game Store. Um, ah, segue. Right. Earlier this year, uh, this year, earlier this week, Epic announced they're going to have their own game store. You're going to be able to use the Epic Game Cloud to download and play games. Um, and they then sort of waited, and then the night of the Game Awards, they sent it live. And it only has, like, I think you can only buy, I think, two games on it right now, and they have a list of eight. But they're also saying every two weeks, you're going to be able to download a game for free. The first one, starting on December 13th, you're going to be able to, if you don't own it already, download a free copy of Subnautica. Um, and then two weeks later, you'll be able to download a free copy of <laughs> Super Meat Boy. I am so sorry, Gumby, that you were... <laughs> Just a few weeks too early on this. Well, do you have to pay for the Epic Launcher, or is it literally just like they're they're handing out games? They're just handing out games. You just sign up to to you just if, make an account with the Epic Games Launcher, and they're like, "Here, play this game." Right. Like if you already have Fortnite, you will then get these free games. Okay. <laughs> well, well we, hard, hard to argue with that. We've talked about it for a while, but like <coughs> Steam's reign as the king of digital games has to come to an end at some point right they, you they, they have this both of them at the same time i'm sorry i interrupted you oh, that no. is so awful, Gumby. <laughs> for those of you just joining us on the audio version of the podcast gumby said that he paid for subnautica and super meat boy in the same transaction oh no and soon they will be free for him oh, no. <laughs> that's a bummer man dude that's so rough um oh no but yeah, we've talked about you know um, Steam, Steam's monopoly on on game place or game marketplaces has to come to an end at some point, right? Like, um, from what I understand, their practices as far as how much of a cut they take are like really high. They take like a very high percentage of, of the games that get put on Steam, and so that's one of the big selling points for the Epic Game Store is they're going to take a very small cut. I think it's like ten or fifteen percent, and then you're going to get everything else. The creator's going to get everything else, and so. It, you know, it bodes well. Also, a company like Epic, who right now is one of the most popular companies, you know, definitely in the country, if not the world, right? Who, you know, has Fortnite that can put out this platform that they're going to get to as many eyes as possible. If anybody can do it, that's not, you know, somebody named Blizzard. It's probably Epic, right? Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. I mean, they do have a giant base of people right now that are right. always in that launcher. So they're going to look at that launcher every time they open up Fortnite and they're going to see whatever's going on in there. So I think it's a good strategy. Um, Have you seen gameplay for Hades? I think you would really like it. I think I would too. I was in um, 
whose name is now Gaming Dad Josh's stream. He went from Josh the Gaming Dad to Gaming Dad Josh, which is great for me because uh, I have this like, let me just really quick segue into this. I'm going to tell his personal story, uh, but I'm crediting him. He had somebody ask him once if he had kids uh, with the, you know, because his handle is Josh the Gaming Dad. They asked him if he had kids. And I don't think, we don't think that person was trying to troll him or joke. We think that they were being sincere. So now every time I show up in his streams, I ask him if he has kids because I think it's funny to be an asshole. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad that when he changed his name from Josh the Gaming Dad to Gaming Dad Josh, he thought of me because I can still ask him that question. Anyways, um, he was playing it the night of the Game Awards. Because they said that you can go and download this right now. And so he went and he downloaded it and he was playing it. And I kind of, I had him on also, but I was talking to Princess at the same time. So I couldn't really interact, but it looked really cool. The art style is like stunning. It's really pretty to look at. Um, I think I would like it also. Yeah. So kind of reminds me of like the art style anyway, kind of reminds me of Dead Cells. And it's a roguelike like Dead Cells. Yeah. So. So it's like, it's like, I think it's like a mix between Dead Cells and Bastion. Kind of looked like, um, like a, like a dungeon crawl too. Kind of like Binding of Isaac, maybe. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, no, I think the game looks great. I think it's really smart for Epic to be putting out this game store, and I think it's it's just such an exciting time for games. Um, but I think that's going to close out the show for us tonight. Catch us in two weeks from today. Um, I just decided right this very second that uh topicality in mind we're gonna do a super smash brothers deep dive in two weeks once we've had our hands on the game for a little while and we can talk about it um a little more maybe we'll have one or two of our smash friends on here to talk about it with us that would be a fun time so catch us in two weeks so we can talk about some more games before we go peaches let the folks know where they can find your invictus finale Yo, hopefully we're going to beat Invictus this Tuesday because Princess Peaches is coming to town, so I'm going to be out of streaming commission for like six days or so. Um, but Tuesday we're going back to Invictus, and hopefully we're going to beat the game. <sighs> big, big deep breaths about that because the last level is not going to be easy, and uh, I'm really nervous about it. But twitch.tv slash peaches, P-E-A-C-H-3-Z. You can follow me on social medias at D underscore peaches on Instagram and Twitter. And I uh, hope to see you guys in the stream. And let's uh, let's go kick Kamek's ass in Invictus, right? Am I right? Woo! Yeah. You can find me over at twitch.tv slash ABCD Eduardo. I'll be streaming tomorrow night. We're going to stream some more Cuphead all the way through that. And then maybe maybe if I can get through it in a timely manner, we'll, we'll boot up some, uh, some Super Quickie World and see what that's all about. So stay tuned for that. Find the show at Squad Up Podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Um, you can find it on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. You can also follow us live um, Thursdays channel. We'll see what happens. Um, we kind of sort of been bouncing between the both of our channels because of a uh, day and time constraints, but we'll see what happens in two weeks. There'll be a tweet. We'll let you guys know. Um, you can email the show at squad up podcast, gmail.com slash squad up contest. What am I talking about? Gmail.com. <laughs> what? What email did I just say? Squad up podcast at gmail.com, not gmail.com slash squad up podcasts. Oh yeah, you did say that backwards. Yeah, yeah don't email. That? Don't email gmail.com slash squad up podcast. <laughs> Probably won't work.
I, I mean, you can try, but it probably <laughs> won't work. Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so that's going to do it for us, for myself, for Peaches. Good luck. Have fun. And put Waluigi in Smash. Bye, everybody. It won't do it. Oh.